0: Now, for something completely different.
1: Happy hour. Happy hour. Please don't be offended. He's sorry in advance. Never holds back. He speaks his mind. It's time to
0: turn happy on. RyanHappyRadio.com.
1: At Ryan Happy Radio. You're hey, listening to the one and only Ghost on the Ox podcast. I, I, you know, a lot of, I, I do a lot of guest episodes with like, local artists and DJs and um, musicians and whatnot yeah. over my area. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I feel that. How did you get started? Uh, oh, is this live? It is now. Welcome oh to Ghost God. in the Ox. Oh my God. This is, um, this is the cold open I'm known for. Infamous. So welcome to Ghost in the Ox. I don't know what episode this is because- <laughs> This, that's how I do the show. I
0: was about to say, when are we going to begin recording? I was like, you're talking to me off air. I didn't know we were live.
1: We are live right now. We're not. We're not live. Live. No, I, I got we're you. Recording. I'm going to edit this, but no. I we're,
0: think that was beautiful. I had no idea.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I like to like just start like ease into a, like a legitimate conversation, yes. and then just start recording, and then that's the, that's it. Um, welcome to Ghost in the Ox. I'm What's Devin. Up? With me today is introduce yourself.
0: I'm Ryan Hoppy. I work in radio been around for a while i'm tall
1: he is tall that is a true statement uh if you i'm gonna do get this out of the way in the beginning because you know algorithm things you know how it is um follow us on follow the podcast on twitter uh on threads on instagram all ghost on the ox there's also a patreon there's one subscriber on there shout out to jill thank you Threads uh, sucks. Threads is kind of ass. Yeah, I will agree with you. I still have it, though. And I, still I haven't it. been on it in like six weeks. Six, yeah. So you, you got on it when it opened, and then you're like, I have eh. like number 54
0: million or whatever. Yeah. I just, it's terrible. Oh, do what you am I you am I? were a little younger than me, but do you remember yeah. Google Plus? Yes. It's Google Plus. It's the it same, is like Google it's Plus. It's the same garbage. It's terrible. That was just Mark Zuckerberg trying to like flex. Like, oh, I can make my own Twitter. It sucked. There was no point to it.
1: I'm 42 million... Eight hundred sixty thousand,
0: eight hundred seventy six. Damn, you beat me by twelve million.
1: <laughs> well, as soon as it came out, I was skeptical of it because I was like, "Is this actually going to, like, how how likely is it to legitimately compete?" It's not competing. On no one's
0: no one's talking about it. Right. And then, like, the third week it was around, the news was like, "It's down forty percent." It's like because it sucks.
1: Right. They had this huge start where it's like 100 million, yeah. hundred million, hundred twenty million, whatever, like like users. Yeah. Which. It's number one, already kind of bogus because mo- more than half of those people, probably 80, 90% of those people, are coming from Instagram. So they already were on yeah,
0: yeah platform yeah, yeah, to begin with. Yeah, for sure.
1: So it's like kind of like a fake brag, fake thing to brag about. And then it was
0: attached to your account. If you want to get rid of your Threads account, you had to get rid of your Instagram Which account. Which is
1: lame. It's stupid. But yeah. on top of that, it immediately got flooded with just brands and like, botted meme accounts that all just repost each other's shit.
0: Yeah, I was seeing a lot of, like, inspirational quotes. I was like, okay, yeah. so we're on Twitter, which is fine. But I was just like, what is this? Go back this? to Facebook. <laughs> this is terrible. Just,
1: inspirational shit like that just makes me think Facebook.
0: Well, there's, like, 600 people I follow on Twitter, and it's everybody from, like, radio people to, like, NBA highlights. On uh threads. I was seeing, like, people from Facebook I didn't know, and I'm like, why do I want to see you? I don't know you. This is right. dumb. I. I I'm glad we're friends on Facebook, but I don't want to see you on like a Twitter platform. I don't care about your problems.
1: For me, it was on Threads, it was uh, kind of similar, but different where it was, I saw people that I cared about, but I also got, because of how young Threads was at the time. Yes. What still is. It, they didn't really have, like... You couldn't filter what your feed was. And your feed... I think it's still like this. Your feed is just random bullshit from anyone. Yes. And I don't care. Like, I don't need to see Slim Jim's fucking... Uh, Threads account tweeting about Mommy Milkers and I like, know. shit posting. dumb. I don't need to see this random celebrity who I don't follow on my page. That's I, what was annoying was just people I wasn't following. And I was yeah. like, why are you showing me this? Who is this... Influencer, I don't care. I don't. Yeah. I just want to see, I want to see the stuff from people I actually follow. Um, so before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about radio industry stuff, yeah, about technology and uh, whatnot. I wanted so, to, to explain to my audience a little bit, people who listen now, who didn't listen in the past, hopefully that old podcast doesn't exist anymore. Cause it's probably cringy. Um, cause I was a child, uh, <laughs> not a child, child, but I was underage. Um, we got in touch years ago, probably 2016. Yeah, I would say so. Because I, I used to live in the Tampa area um, for my middle school years, uh, and then went to high school in Daytona Beach. And when I when I moved and I would start, uh, went to high school, I actually started a podcast then. And you were one of the first people. You were actually my first ever interview. Oh wow! That I ever did, <laughs> ever period. Sorry. <laughs> well, it was good. It was good. I, you know, I don't know if I have those files or if those are around anywhere. I don't need to hear it. I was no, a child, I, too. I, I hope they're not around. And if they are, I'm going to find them. 22. Them I don't need to hear that. <laughs> I'm 23 now. Um,
0: well, so I'm, I'm the same age. Whatever. You know the math. I'm the same age that you were. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm, i
1: is. I'm slightly older than you were when I first talked to you.
0: Yeah, and you were like fourteen. Jesus Christ!
1: Uh, I was like, like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah.
0: Why? You're born in the year two thousand. No, ninety nine. Good. I don't <laughs> like two thousands. Like when someone says they're born in ninety nine, I'm like that's acceptable. But when it's two thousand, <laughs> that's I'm the like, cutoff. I'm like, ugh.
1: I'm telling. you, I take so much pride in that. I flex that every time when I'm win, when I'm with my age group. I'm like, two thousand two. Nah, I can't.
0: Nineteen hundreds. Here I am. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just barely made it. I, I beat.
0: Uh, no, you're acceptable. I two thousands. <laughs> Man, it's, uh, it's frightening. Like, sometimes I'll like see people like when I'm on Facebook. I'm just curious to see how old people are because I'm weird. So I'll go on their profile I'm and say, it'll what? be like February 2nd, 2000. And I'm like, ah, I was in first grade. I was like, fuck me. <laughs>
1: uh, it, it makes me feel old, right?
0: Yeah. And then what's even worse is like the 04 babies that are like, oh, yeah, like I uh, I totally know everything because I'm on GVT, and <laughs> Wikipedia. And I'm just like, Dude, 10 years ago, I knew nothing at age 20. I don't know where all this wisdom of this next generation, like they're watching well, all these TikToks and they think they know everything. I'm like, no, I don't know anything. And I'm 10 years older than you. I
1: think, you know, I think that came from just, cause I was actually talking about this on a different podcast recently. Yeah. If what it, is it? It's that I think it's the abundance of information that we have available to us has made people lazy. They don't, have to, they don't have to actually know, they don't have to know things. They just have to barely know how to find things. And so they're just walking around empty headed until something comes up. Okay, let me look that up. And then when they look it up, they're fed some bullshit information that's not even accurate.
0: I like Chad GBT, but I also don't because it's so good. <laughs> I'm like, why are humans here? What are we providing?
1: <laughs> well, like Joe Rogan says, we're the, we're the, what's it called? We're the, uh, we the sex organs of the machine world. It's frightening. It's bad. Frightening. Man,
0: I uh I type in a lot of information, just I'll just type in a lot of things on Chad GBT, and it'll just give me the best advice. And I'm like, this is not good. This is not this is not good. Remember when like you're a little younger, but like 15, 16, 17 years ago, you would talk to like a robot on AIM and it'd be like, What's for dinner tonight? I remember Cleverbot yeah, something like that. And now it's like giving you like, I've typed in all these things I'm working on with my podcast and it came up with better ideas than I came up with. And I was like, really? Ah. and when I, when I worked in sports radio for nine months, I had to come up with all these ideas for these bits and it was a lifesaver for nine months. I pretended to know about sports. And then <laughs> at some point I got exposed. I watched sports, but I don't know sports and You're once a casual the, viewer. Yeah, and then once the race season began and I had to write these blog posts about like baseball, I was like, I'm done. Mm. Like I don't know anything about baseball. Football, I, I know enough that I can make it work. You can bullshit your way through it. Yeah, but f- baseball, man, no, I can't.
1: I, I played sports um when I was younger, like uh, like elementary, middle school age range. Yes. Uh, I quit when I went into high school. But even when I was playing, I was never into watching it. I was never I never got caught into like Sitting down and watching games. Where are you from? I'm from um, Florida.
0: Yeah, I'm from Chicago. There's nothing else to do but watch sports in the Uh, winter. So that's kind of the connection. Or like a hot summer day when there's nothing to do and like the White Sox are on. It's like a vibe. Yeah. It's kind of dying a little bit because like now there's TikTok. We got to think like 25, 30 years ago when there was nothing, you would have seven TV channels and you were kind of forced to go between like Jerry Springer or the 1 p.m. game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I probably watch Jerry Springer.
0: It's crazy. I met him
1: You met Jay Springer?
0: Six months ago. What? He was on this he came by iHeart Media f- for a tour of the Ybor City Parade or whatever. And it was one of his last appearances ever. And I went up to him and I said, I loved your show, but my mom thinks you're an imbecile. And I made <laughs> him laugh so hard. And then he died like a month later. And then this girl I knew was like, I think you had one of the last really deep moments with Jerry Springer. I was like, that's weird.
1: That's interesting.
0: Because he didn't really do much. He kind of died after that. And he was walking around the building. He looked old. Like, it was, he was himself. And he was delightful. He was a very delightful man.
1: When did the show end?
0: Ten years ago, eight years ago. And they when, they got kicked out of Chicago. When they were in their prime, they were recording at the NBC Towers. They were having like naked women running around the hallway and people were complaining when things got a little less 90s. So then you think you went to Connecticut because it's really cheap to record there. Mm-hmm. And that was the death of it. Because when he was in Chicago, there's a lot of pieces of the garbage in Chicago. I'm not saying there's not in um, Connecticut, but you got to think people are more willing to go to Chicago for a day to be on Jerry Springer. So there was more idiots. And Chicago's got like 10 million people or something. I like Jerry Springer. I think he was better than like... Um, not Mathis Wilkos. Wilkos is creepy because he like tries to mentor people while exploiting them. I'm like, you you can't do both. That's if if you were gonna mentor them, you wouldn't have them on TV.
1: What do you think about Dr. Phil? In that same piece of fucking shit, I hate him.
0: (laughs) I hate anybody that comes from the Oprah coaching tree. Him, Dr. Oz, they're all assholes.
1: Dr. Phil has a unique place in my mind. I hate him. Because, because he, he does the same thing. Like you said, he's exploiting people and trying to mentor at the same time or trying to be like psychiatrists or whatever.
0: You were like three when he came out. But I remember when he came out in like o two o three and he got his own TV show. Yeah. And everybody's mom watched it. And I was like, this is garbage.
1: I, I grew up with it because my grandma watched it. Garbage. And my grandma was a big Oprah fan. My grandma watched Doctor Doctor Phil. My grandfather watched all the like judge shows, like Judge Judy. My mom watched all. Uh, My
0: mom watched People's Court.
1: People's Court. He watched that too. Yes. Um, Judge Joe Brown. Yeah. The. (laughs) uh, It's crazy because with Doctor Phil,
0: he really exploited Cash Me Outside. Yes. And I was looking at her Snapchat the other day. (laughs) She's a grown ass woman. She is She is a grown ass woman. It is weird. She's, like, out on a day with this rapper eating sushi. I'm, like... Her
1: story is weird. (laughs) Her Her story is very strange. It's, like, being on... Being a little delinquent and being on Dr. Phil and blowing up... And then having, like, Gen
0: X radio dudes drool over you. The whole thing was bizarre. It was very uncomfortable. Well, that's
1: very weird. That's the thing that happens to all young women in entertainment. Well, think about Mary-Kate and
0: Ashley. Every radio show... This is before my time, but I hear they had, like, the countdown... Until so they turned eighteen, I'm like, Jesus. Did that with
1: M- uh, Emma Watson too from Harry with Harry Potter. Oh God, I, I I wasn't around for that. Like I didn't see it firsthand. I but, hear
0: all about it. You like, hear in those Me Too
1: documentaries,
0: mm-hmm. not good.
1: So let's let's rewind a little bit because now we're kind of talking about it. But I want to get into like, what was your trajectory getting started in radio industry? I uh, I always wanted to do it. In the
0: early 2000s, I didn't have TV because my mom was super religious. So we had like DVDs and that. But the radio was the only way I was getting information about 9-11. So I was like listening to it a lot. And then I stopped getting political around like third or fourth grade. So there was a lot of funny radio shows in Chicago that I listened to.
1: Wait, wait. So I'm sorry. No, you're you're fine. I might cut you off a few times to ask you questions. So the religiousness made her not want to have TV in the house?
0: Yeah, she got caught stealing cable from the next door neighbor in like 2000. (laughs) And in like 1999, 98, I'd watch Blue's Clues in the morning and like Scooby-Doo. And then she would like watch like the Rosie O'Donnell show and all these shows. And she, this was like early showtime before there were shows. And she would just watch every movie. And then she realized that she was never neglecting me, but she was watching a lot of TV. So then she just had like a crisis and just cut everything.
1: Mm. But she kept the DVD collection.
0: Yeah, and that was always controversial cuz I wanted to watch Family Guy and Adult Swim and mm. my dad was super religious and none of that worked. Their whole parenting of trying to prevent adult cartoons and sex made me into a slutty Adult Swim fan. I mean, that's it, what it, happens. It failed. It, they literally straight. failed at that aspect. They yeah. made me a good person and whatever, but I don't have the morals of the Catholic cult.
1: <laughs> oh, they're Catholic? Oh. Uh, Catholics are like my least favorite religion <laughs> oh it's awful they're so bad it's they're terrible because so, like I, I think I, I look at Catholic the Catholicism as being like the most tryhard religion ever and they're like, so sac- judgmental because they I, claim to
0: be so loving
1: I say try hard because like technically like historically they were the church they were the main thing but if you look at it like on a religious level of like the Bible and like all that stuff they're the most like fake ones
0: yeah, they're very awful to people, but then they go like, oh, but God's plan or whatever. I'm just like, yeah. shut up.
1: And they just make shit up. Oh, you can now, you can pay to redeem your sins, you know? Yeah, give us money. Yeah, give us, give the church money. Even though
0: we have no, we have no taxes, so we can just launder everywhere. We have no overhead. We have nothing. <laughs> we never have to do our taxes or anything. Churches are ridiculous. I'm not a fan. I know somebody that's going to be a priest,
1: and I'm like, have at it, dude. It's weird. See, I, I, I sympathize and I, like, feel good for people when they turn their life around and they're going on, like, a better path for themselves and whatever, if that includes religion for them. However, I've never been a fan of—I'm a fan of people having, like, a, a spiritual awakening, but when it's religious, that's a different story like religion is like culty.
0: It just makes you very judgmental of people for no yeah. reason. It's like, you're not any different. Yeah. Like it makes no sense. Cause then they come home and they're like all inspired to be a good person. But then you like meet someone who's like either gay or transgender. And then they're like those losers. And that's not the word they use. Those losers can burn in hell with their sissy attitude. I'm like, but you were just at church saying how good of a person you are. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm tired of it. It's very prominent in the Midwest. Like I had a family member say, "Oh, people that use pronouns are satanic. Satan's not real." So shut the fuck up. I'm tired. I'm over it. Like if it ends up if it ends up being real, I will go to purgatory forever. Okay.
1: I'm a bit more on the skeptical side of what is real and what's not.
0: I don't believe in any of it. I think it's all nonsense. It's all human fiction. I don't believe or
1: not believe. I'm just kind of in the middle because. Because, well, partially because of my psychedelic experiences that I've had, it's revealed a lot to me personally.
0: Yeah, it's, re- it's revealed to me that it's all fake.
1: <laughs> to me, it's opened my eyes to be, because I, I, I felt that way for a long time. Yes. Um, so I grew up in a, like a, in a Christian, and then it, became, it morphed from Christian to um, Messianic Jewish household. So my family like had a conversion. And so I grew up in that. Yes. But I, when I became my own sentient adult that can make my own decisions and critically think about that stuff, I started to believe a lot less in all that thing and all those things. But then psychedelics came into my life, and I started thinking, you know, just based on like experiences I've had, I started to think, you know, maybe it's not the Christian God, maybe it's not the Jewish God, maybe it's not the Muslim God, maybe it's not—I don't know. I feel like there's something. I feel like there's something not physical that I, is going
0: on. I want to get to your level, but I'm not there. I just think it's nothing. I don't believe in it. I think it's all just fiction. It's no different than Harry Potter.
1: I think there is. I think the fact... See, here's why I'm skeptical, because I think human fiction has corrupted what little might have been true. I just don't think there's anything looking over us right now.
0: I don't think there's something up there. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're condemning what they're saying or... I remember it was so weird. It's a little raunchy. When my grandpa died like 13 years ago, I was like afraid to like jerk off. I was like, he's watching me. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's not. No, he's not.
1: I still feel that way sometimes where I'm like, I'm beating off and I'm like, oh no, my family. stop looking at me. If, if there is Why y'all looking at me? Y'all did the same thing. Come on now.
0: If there is some heavenly place, which there's not, they've watched a lot of debauchery from the last 10 years. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. It's a, and a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, we measured my penis on the radio twice. Like they're, they're up there (laughs) watching it from heaven. Like, yes, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Even though it's not real. So we have nothing to worry about, but the slight 1% chance that it is, they, they saw everything.
1: So, um, you, you grew up in that, that type of household, no TV, you're obsessed with radio because of the local shows Yes. and continue from there.
0: Uh, so I graduated high school in 2012. I hated every second of it. Right when I graduated high school, I began doing a podcast. Then I did a community college radio show at uh, Harper College for about six months. It wasn't very good. All the videos are private. So then from like March.
1: And were these also the same branding as you use now? Or was uh, It was totally like the Hoppy show. Okay.
0: I didn't do Happy Hour until I moved here. So then from 2013, uh, like March till about... August. I was just recording in my room while like partying with my friends at age 19 and not going to class. And then I went to a radio convention in Chicago 10 years ago called the morning show bootcamp. And they were all like, Oh, you got to get an internship. And the only way to get an internship was you had to be in college. So my mom took me and got me into a radio trade school called the Illinois center for broadcasting. Now it's Illinois media school. I went there for a year. Had all these internship hours. I interned at an EDM radio show, and I did a bunch of freelance things. And I did an overnight show in Chicago. So then I uh, tried out for a show called Rovers Morning Glory in Cleveland. Was on it for three months, and then I got fired for getting blackout drunk on St. Patrick's Day, even though everybody else gets drunk. But that was whatever. Was it on the air? No, it was it was at a bar crawl. Like I I wasn't innocent. Like I smoked a doobie in front of the bosses. Like I was. when, When I tell you, I was turning up. I was 21 and I was on the biggest show in a decently big city. So it's like the fame got to my head. we were turning up. <laughs> I bro. I don't remember any of the weekends. Every weekend I blacked out. Yeah. I would wake up on my couch and be like, do I have my wallet? Like it was, I drink a lot in Cleveland. So then I moved, I worked in Cleveland from like January to uh, St. Patrick's day, 2015. And then I was working, making more as a janitor at LA fitness. What And, uh, What happened was people were filming me like working and sending it to Rover. So then people, so then Rover was talking about, yes, he went from being on the biggest show in this shitty. Because he doesn't want to say that he's in Cleveland. So he has it as, in this home market, Ryan Hoppy went from being on the biggest show to cleaning toilets. Even though I was making more. So then people were filming me. And so then I'm like, I got to get out of here. So then Rob, who used to be on to Mike Kel at the show. Wait,
1: wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you, you were on the air and you
0: got fired and then you got that job? And then I was making more. I was working like 12-hour days and working from okay. like 1 p.m. to 11. And then I would go out drinking from like 11 to 3. And then... Um, Yeah, and people were reporting around town. Oh, I saw Ryan drunk at this bar, and Rover's acting like a voice of reason, even though he shoved an undercover cop a a year prior. He's like, yeesh, Ryan Hoppy has your drinking problem, and will never work in radio again. So then I had a lot of motivation in my heart. So I hit up Rob, who worked for Rover, and then uh, he was working at Kel at the show, so then I got a promotions job, and I broke my lease and got out of Cleveland. And the moment I drove by the skyline and I just didn't see it anymore, I was like, goodbye, never going back. It's not a bad city, but it's very, um, there's not a lot to do. So they really get into their local celebrities. Like everybody knew who I was. It was frightening. It was, it was weird. People would be like, oh yeah, Hoppy was at uh, Aldi's buying Rice Krispies. And I was like, this is news? I, I was. <laughs>
1: like, and this in, is
0: entertainment for y'all? <laughs> my mom gets really manic when she's proud of me. So she was at Walmart bragging about me. And Rover doesn't like when people talk about being on his show unless it's about him. So then this woman called in and was like, I was the cashier last night at Walmart. And I think I met Ryan Hoppy's mom. And I was like, oh, God, you're a bitch, whoever you are. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was pretty much the beginning. And then so you moved here. So then, yeah, and I moved here, and then I worked at the Bone for seven years. Then I did sports radio for nine months, and now I call myself the Jack of All Trades. I'm at Beasley Media Group, which is like Wild one, ninety eight seven, to Shark, Q105, and Q Y K.
1: And what, and so like, and what do you do, what is like your actual like job there? I do
0: production.
1: Um, I work
0: in a promotions department. I do pretty much anything. If they're like, hey, we need Hoppy for something, they call me in.
1: Okay. It's cool. So literally, Jack of all trades, just whatever they need. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because I, I wasn't going to put promotions assistant, because that's not, that's not what I am. Right. But it, I, got, I got in through the promotions department, but they're like, just keep your head down, keep grinding, and we'll give you opportunities. Like, I got to work with the MJ Morning Show for a month, and that was cool. I learned a lot from him. Uh, I see Orlando every day. Like it's, it's cool. It's not your typical promotions job.
1: What is Promotions
0: like setting up tents and helping out the talent. And it's a good way to network because I've had people, I'm venting, but I've had people like message me that are douchebags and they're like, you literally did a lateral move of leaving the bone and then going to sports radio. And now you're in promotion. It's like, but I, even though I was at the top working at the bone, quote unquote, the top or whatever, I wasn't allowed to record my podcast at work. And then I wasn't allowed on air So even though I was working with the biggest shows in town, it was like- They're kind of
1: gatekeeping you
0: a little bit. Yeah, and then it's like, at least with Beasley, yeah, I'm working outside carrying tents, but I've also made my podcast bigger than ever because I've been able to like record whenever. Even at iHeart, God bless iHeart, but they were like, you can only record on Saturdays because we don't want you to get into the way of people that are making money for the company. And that's fine and all, but Cox Media and iHeart were like, yeah, don't really do your thing. Only do what we want you to do. Beasley's been more like, "Hey, if you want to do this, just show up, do your thing at promotions, take your pictures, do what you got to do, and you can use." It's almost like as a, long as you stay on the ball, it's like a re, it's like a reward or something. It's like you grind your ass off for us, and we'll let you do this.
1: It's a bit of scratch my back, we'll scratch yours type of thing. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's a better.
0: I guess that's good. That's a bad That's situation. what I'm saying. Yeah. And then when I get messages from people, I'm just like, you don't even know anything. You're just sitting in traffic listening to a radio show. You don't know the ins and outs. Like, I couldn't, let's say that person that critiques me as a welder, I couldn't critique them on how to weld. Right. Stay in your lane. Shut up. You don't know.
1: Well, I think talk just talking on the radio seems, to the average person, seems, not that it is, but it seems like an easier job. Because they don't. It's frightening. Because everybody can talk. Well, nobody. But not everybody can be can talk and be entertaining.
0: Well, the the problem, the big problem is that you get comfortable and you start to say everything on air, Mm. and when you leave the job, everybody knows who you you. are, but then like knows everything you've ever done. So then it's kind of like follows you. it, It does in a way, people will come up to me and bring up something we did on air. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Because yeah. like sometimes, because I live on a busy road and I'll like look at the cars driving by and I'm like, because I lived at this apartment for, th- not this exact one, but this complex for three years. And I remember I would be working at the bone and I'd be coming home and there'd be like three people that were like painting houses, listening to the bone. And I'd be like, they just heard me. Like it, it was weird. There were, there were weird moments like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, even on the even on a much smaller scale that I'm at, I've had a couple of situations where people I've never met have like listened to the show. Like for example, a friend of mine went on a date with a girl yes. at the beach, and they were talking about s- stuff they're into, hobbies, interests, whatever. The girl says, "Oh, I've been listening to this local podcast uh, by so and so," and he asks, "Oh, what's it called?" Ghost in the Ox, the Kava community, and, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, oh, that's my friend." And I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." And he tells me about it. I'm like, "Oh, that's very strange." Some girl I've never met, no idea who she is, because most of my audience, a lot of my audience, is like just by word of mouth.
0: So me too. It's uh, what is it? What type of marketing is it? Gorilla marketing, whatever it's I called. I
1: guess
0: so. It's the yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Grassroots. I did an episode. I laid it all on the line. I was so fed up with the Kava community. Yeah, I just listened. I to have that one. no regrets. But I was like, damn, I said a lot. Like, I was just, I'm, t- I'm no, done. You're actually, drinking a plant. What no, actually, I,
1: act? I wanted to talk to you about that too because me. I'm also kind of part of the Kava community on the east side. Yeah. Uh, Stuart, Florida area. You are spot on with all of your criticisms. Well, it's just something it's I same. observe. I go every day. It is the same shit over there.
0: It's the high school. It, okay. I'm not trying to be old man on the front lawn in a rocking chair critiquing the next generation. I swear I'm not trying to come off like that. But ever since like 2018, 19, 20, I'd say 2021, all of the 2000s babies that just turned 21, oh, they, they know everything. They 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 walk into the cover bar and they got all the wisdom on how to be a stoic because they watched the Ryan Holiday video for five minutes and they know everything about life and they're like judging the elder millennials. Like yeah. they'll like laugh at us for turning 30 and I'm like, You're going to blink and those nine years are going to go by and I'm going to be almost 40 and you're going to be 30. And then you're going to be looking back and going, man, how are the 2010 babies now becoming 20? It happens to everybody. And the cockiness of these kids, I'm like, God bless you. If that's what you need to do, they miss high school. And I think one thing that messed them up is I think COVID messed up their high school experience. So they're trying to continue it.
1: Yes. They didn't have like a closing chapter. They didn't have like a proper closing chapter to their high school year. Cause
0: I'm telling you the class of 2012, 2013, 2014, at least for me, I was glad it was over. I was like, goodbye. I didn't go to my 10 year. I got invited. I was like, God bless you guys. I'm not, I never want to see you again.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kind of the same boat. Like I've never been on this mindset of, Oh, if I could go back to high school, I'd love to relive the No, if the you no, peaked in, forward. if you peaked
0: in high school, you're a loser. I'm sorry. Yes, high school
1: sucked. Now, it wasn't I think, bad. I think, I, think, I think it's okay to peak in high school as long as you are building to a new peak now.
0: But if you're living in the past or bringing that same habits to a kava right. bar, right. I would hear people talking about me and they come up to me and be like, how's the podcast? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I don't care. Shut up. I have ears everywhere. People tell me. And I hear other things like, You'll be at a Kava bar and someone will be like talking shit about this one dude. Oh, he's a misogynist and a sexist. And then you take a picture with him.
1: Right. And it's like. That oh. guy comes in 10 and minutes then, later and, and everybody's then, hugging him and like, then what's
0: that, up? That guy finds out. I have this one friend who's in the Kava community who is the whistleblower. He told me that Ian Beckles was talking bad about me. He told me all these things. And sometimes I don't need to know like it's good to know that someone you consider a mentor is telling people not to hire you as a podcast producer. So I was like, "Thank you for letting me know about Ian." But other things like that, I was like, "I don't need to know that this twenty-year-old is talking shit about me."
1: Yeah, I think I think the only gossip that's like I hate gossip. I hate gossip is stupid. But Pointless. the one the one the one area in which it's valuable is in a professional <laughs> level, like you're saying, where you hear somebody. In the industry is talking about you in a negative light. It's kind of good to know that, so that you know how to act moving forward, how to you know how to potentially navigate that situation, uh, or get away, separate yourself from it, or whatever. You have to if these you have keep, to. if you are okay. If you
0: are doing work for the next generation, and they're mad that you want more, they're only using you for you to do their bitch work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A true mentor or a true friend would not care if you become more successful than them they'd be happy or want to be them but they're just using you
1: for free labor yeah
0: i just that's, got the hiccups
1: it's okay <laughs> that's like, that's no but you're you're spot on cuz we had a situation you know what i don't mind calling it out at this point cuz like uh it's it's a few it's about a month or and a half removed now uh my buddy Trey and i he's a regular on the podcast he's one of my um cast members co-hosts a uh, good friend of mine we work together on a business level. We host open mics together. Um, he and I were working at. You want to talk about the Kava community? A Kava community in East Coast is probably similar here. It's very unnecessarily cutthroat business-wise. When the whole allure, like that, they try to sell you is that oh we're all a community and like you know good vibes, bula, you know all that stuff. But no, it's it's very cutthroat uh, and gossipy, very clicky, very high schooly. Um, and so we were doing an open mic at, for like nine months at, um, this location. Yeah. I'll tell the details without saying the place just out of professional. I know the place, right? Yes. We, I told you about it. I told you about it. Yeah. Um, just out of professional courtesy. I'll just not say the place or the name of the person, but people who know, they know because I've talked about it in the past already. But anyways, we were doing open mics there for like nine months. We, we brought them new faces. We brought them new business. We help them organize new shows besides our own, besides the open mics. We help bring in like DJs to have events there and all this stuff. And then the very moment that we get an offer to do an open mic at another location, the owner immediately turns on us. He's like, this is never happening again. I'm not allowing it. He starts turning into a fucking high school kid and starts talking shit about us behind our back to other patrons Of the bar. Yeah. Like customers. They don't need to know about all this. This It's not their business. That's number one. Number two is, a lot of those patrons he's talking shit to are friends too. And people that follow us around. That's
0: what happened to me. Was people were talking shit about me and it was nonsense. It made absolutely no sense. People were talking about me when... So I worked for sports radio for nine months and they had me resign so I can work at the company in the future, but I was kind of fired. It was just, I didn't know enough about baseball and I was never the producer that Pat and Aaron wanted. And it was always tension because the company wanted me to produce the morning show.
1: Yeah. How, how did, well, okay. Let's backtrack a little bit. How did that, how did that, if, if you were not really into sports, f- in, I just degree, was sick
0: of, I, it's nothing against them. They took it so personally. It took it so personally. How did I'll you get, say it again. They took it so personally. But I just, I reached my point at the bone. Uh. I did it all. And then I was told like, we don't really want you to do happy hour on air. I was like, okay. Then I'm not gonna continue to do weekends for the rest of my life. Cause I was working 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday and then 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sundays. And I did everything. And then it was like, oh, well, we're not gonna reward you with a show or even let you use the podcast room. I go, "That's, that's great. And Kelta took such offense to it. And I was like, it's not about you. It was never about you. I enjoyed working on your show. He got so mad. I was like, bro. Took
1: offense to you leaving? Yeah.
0: And I'll just say it. Like, I don't even know if I want to say Say it. Say
1: what you want. And then after the fact, we can. No, it was just. It it was just.
0: I was told if you have to go somewhere. This is all I'll say. I was told if you have to go somewhere else to make more money or to get a better opportunity, I completely have your back. So I do that. And then I get lamb, I don't, I don't even know what the word is. I get put on blasts on air. And I'm like, Lamb-based if yes, that's what I'm looking for. And I'm like, if only you heard the conversation that I had for an hour with this man in May 2022, and August happens, and I go, come on now. I went, really? That, that's, that's how we're going to play that? Dumb. Dumb dumb, 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 dumb. 2 face. You know how many girls, man, it was cool to tell, first of all, never date a radio fan. Never, 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 never. You can bang a radio fan and have <laughs> never locked down a radio fan because once you leave that radio job, it, I, I know you're into anime. When your girlfriends view you and your life as an anime, it's more about what you can provide.
1: So they are looking at you as like a character in a sense rather than just who you are? Looking back on it, yes. They're looking at you almost like a caricature of who you are. Yeah, like literally. They're looking at you as radio personality, radio individual Ryan rather, rather than Ryan.
0: And my ex literally was a face painter. She was literally an artist and she's very talented. So it was literally painting a picture of um, this grandioso tall boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. But then there's also Ryan and Ryan got sick of getting up at 3.30 on Saturday mornings. And my whole 20s, my, my whole prime was spent producing fishing radio shows, which is fine. I'm here now all the work bro it's almost a little defeating I'm so proud of what I accomplished at the bone and I don't care what people say but you put so much thought into it and you think it matters like you wake up in a panic attack like oh are things going to be timed out properly or is the next show going to be and it doesn't matter none of it and you look back on it and you go all the anxiety all the sweaty hands all the going to bed properly it was all for nothing Even if you go on to have the biggest show, it's all for nothing. Because it's like, you got to have yourself first. If your radio show or your podcast is who you are, you almost get screwed a little bit. Because then when that ends, you lose the relationships that were only with you for that. Because then if you're just the everyday average Joe, then it's
1: like, well, come on. I think that's a common thread with entertainment industry stuff in general where, like, people, because it's so personality and ego-driven, there's people that are like, oh, we're all friends, we're all family, you do this and you'll end up getting here, and these opportunities will open up, and the moment that you stray a little bit from what they expect from you, what they want from you, then it's like, ah, he's dead to me. It's like, ah, it's pointless. Yeah, and and it's
0: um, it's a little heartbreaking, but it's like you save your time and effort. Like, the other day... (laughs) I saw her to this girl, beautiful. She's from Europe or whatever. And we had a whole date. She was like, she lived in Palm Harbor. She was like, <laughs> I live in Palm Harbor. Can you come out towards me? And I go, okay. Cause I had this whole idea planned for St. Pete Beach. So then I choose a bar uh, or I choose a park near her and we have the date set. And she texts me the next day and goes, would you want to go to Olive Garden? <laughs> I don't mean to move the mic, but she is just, Good. like, she's pretty much saying, can I have a free dinner, is, yeah. is what she's saying. I was yeah. like, no, I could have, I could have, yeah. I could have figured out, I could have done it, but I went, I said to her, pretty much, no, like, we had, I said, what about the plans that were set? Well, I don't want to be in 90 degree weather, and then I start to, I'm not going to, like, reveal what I said, but I pretty much said that I'm looking for someone that wants me, not for what I can provide, and then she's like, well, I'm a European girl, and I got I got um, European morals. I'm like, so dudes. What does that mean? I was like, yeah, we're not in Europe. We're in St. Pete. (laughs) So then she's like, good luck with everything. Goodbye. And like last night I matched with this like older women love me. I matched with this 40 year old who uh, smokes a lot of weed and is like a hippie. And I was like, that's more my vibe. Like I'm not against dinner dates. If I'm the one that says like, let's do it. But if we have something set and then you go, how about Olive Garden? Especially with the inflation, and you're that bitch, literally...
1: That bitch just wanted breadsticks and soup, dude. That's <laughs> so she wanted. Exactly. <laughs> and I said, I
0: want someone for me. And she went, no, I want to have a free meal. And I <laughs> yeah. you probably are talking to seven other dudes right now.
1: Yeah. You probably didn't even... You were going to be dinner. The other dude was going to be breakfast the next day.
0: <laughs> Two, three, four years ago, I would have done it. I was like, yes, I need someone as beautiful as you. No, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You shit in the morning too. Don't look like you're better than us. <laughs>
1: Bro, that's 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 so real though because like, like honestly, the bet like first dates should be either just straight up free activities that you can do where you get to know each other, or if you're gonna spend money, you better just be willing to lose that money, off rip. There was a girl I was know. there was a girl
0: I was talking to that um I took her out for sushi on the first date, and then I took her to a pool party on my birthday, and I paid for it, but I did it because I liked her. I don't know if we'll ever date or anything, but we keep in touch and we're friends. But what I'm saying is like, that was different because I had more of a personal level here. Like me and her smoked on the balcony. We hung out for six hours. So I dug her. I dug her from the beginning. And then she sat here for five hours and we chilled in my apartment and then we hung out at my pool party. What 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 I'm saying is that's somebody I'm going to pay for But it's like, you've put an effort to get to know me, but when you're just sending me smiles, how about Olive Garden? You probably don't even know which guy you're talking to. Right. Come on now. (laughs) She's like, I I don't know. Like, I try not to be judgmental when I say this because I'm 30 and single. But if you're a beautiful girl, like if you're a 10 out of 10, this girl is pretty hot. If you're like a seven or eight out of 10 and you're single and you're 30 on a dating app, something's wrong. You should be locked up by now.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds, it sounds a little sexist because I'm
0: single and 30.
1: Eggs are drying up. (laughs) Just, just saying. (laughs) No, it's truth though. I mean, look, I think people are afraid of sounding sexist when they say truthful things like that, but that's just, that's just human dynamics. That's like, that's nature. That's just how it is. Like, like men can get away with being single longer part for two reasons. One for the, the sexual dynamic aspect of it, but two, because men like, have what way a greater expectation of having to, like, build something for themselves. And three, Al Pacino knocked up a girl at 80. Yes, (laughs) that's also, that's part of it, yes. Yo, is he 80 or is he 90-something? No, he was 80. 80? Oh, my God, yo.
0: He's on my wall over there, Tony Montana. I love that movie. No, but, I mean, that's the thing. I think that's the most unfair part about dating, and I think that's what really messes everything up, is their clock. I think it's so unfair that, like, First of all, they have to suffer every month and go through a period. And we're just like, let's fuck whenever. Yeah. I feel like if we suffered a little bit like women do, I think there'd be less of a disconnect, but women just despise us because we have it pretty easy. I think I'm, I'm so, like no, they truth, deserve truth. the same opportunities at jobs and sports and whatever. But when it comes to the body, they have to give birth. They have to go through periods. They have to go through menopause. And they also feel emotions more. We feel emotions more deep down where we hide it, but they go through so much in their lifetime. It's crazy. I
1: I think women have a very different, say I look a little bit different. I think men and and women both feel emotion very strongly. I think it's depending on the individual, but I think men experience and process that emotion in a very different way. Cause I think like, like a first love, for example, I think a man will remain heartbroken and scarred from that for way longer than a woman would. Did typically? It. Women can just move on the next day, right? Maybe not. Maybe not all the time. Maybe, I'm not trying to make like a blanket statement, but no, it's it's factual. It's not false. It's not false. I don't know if it's every time, but I get what you're saying. But I
0: would say men most men, of the time. You don't have to be afraid to say the truth most of the time because women are different.
1: Because men, eighty percent. Okay, I think it's because men have less typically have less choice when it comes to like the the sexual market. Like men yeah, yeah. Get, get whatever they can get and they're happy about it. But then when they actually get invested in somebody and then it goes down the drain, it feels like a lot of time wasted Where and then they have to rebuild again. Whereas women can just go on to the next guy easily because they they have the advantage. I don't even view it as like time wasted. I just view
0: it as like, what was that all about? You know what I'm saying? Like you go... Almost a waste of time, but you're like, it was all for nothing. All the trying to impress you, all the... Did, and it was for nothing. All, it was that for absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was a lot of the previous generations just were in these loveless marriages for 50 years because they just wanted to do it for their ego. Specifically, well, Italian, that, families. Specifically that, Italian families. Specifically, Italian families love yeah. that longevity. Yeah. And I think we're learning the hard way that they just either cheat or fake it.
1: Yeah, well, like previous generations, that was the expectation is part of your life. You were, you were looked at as a failure if you weren't married. If you didn't get married and have a stable job and supporting kids. And at this age that I'm at,
0: my dad was the father to me. My He mom, was cleaning my diaper. At 30, my dad got married at 29. I've been in two relationships where I thought I was gonna get married. One that I was engaged and one that I wish sure the best. Like, literally, my dad, my mom was the first woman he really dated. Mm. And I've...
1: See, that's the thing. Like, back then, I feel like people put a lot more time and effort into relationships instead of just jumping on to the next person. Because I, I feel like that story of getting married to, like, the first person you dated, your high school sweetheart, et cetera, yeah. is way more common with, like, our parents, grandparents, and beyond. Whereas nowadays, it's like, oh, all right, you date with this person. It pissed me off one night. I'm just going to break up with them. Let me give some of my
0: uh, 30-year-old wisdom. Please. Because I do believe that even if you are a little bit older, you just know some things that people don't know because of your experience. True, yeah. You really got to listen to what the girl says first 90 days you're dating. So, for example. They're going to be giving away their intentions, their Well, thoughts, for example, their- if you're dating a girl, I don't care how hot she is if she's never been single for more than two months in a row and just keeps going through rebound relationships, at some point, she's going to dump you. Now, if she's someone that dates and then refines herself and then dates again, you might have a chance. But if you're just a rebound and, because like with my ex, it was like she started dating people in 2015 and then was never single for like two months. And I wish her nothing but the best and I learned a lot from her and it's fine. But I'm saying like, I should have saw the signs that, I literally started dating her and we became a relationship a month after she just dumped the other guy dumped her. And I'm not trying to like talk shit because I truly wish her the best. I want nothing to do with her. But I'm saying like, gentlemen out there, if you're noticing that she goes from relationship to relationship or she talks bad about her exes or talks bad about her father, she's going to talk bad about you. You're not anything different. You're just another dude that has a penis. You're just another dude that gives her comfort. I'm not trying to be rude, but it, it, it's fact. It's literally fact. If a girl tells you, oh, I hate my father, flag, always right kind there. of be on eggshells. Yeah. Just, just knowing, <laughs> just know that you're going to become one of them. Yeah, It's just a fact. And also, you really got to see them for what they are early on. I feel like a lot of times we feel like we won the jackpot. We're getting laid all the time. We're uh, showing off this hot girlfriend, almost like it's an item and it's like- Trophy. It's not not really the person. It's
1: like where the term trophy wife comes from.
0: Yeah, and here's the problem. The problem is all of a sudden when you start posting about it all the time and then that person leaves, then people are like, what did he do wrong? Because she seemed so perfect and they weren't there for it. So you got to really listen to what she says. 'Cause
1: Then it ends up reflecting bad on you.
0: Yeah, because then it's like, because here's, here's the thing, is they tell you everything about them within almost the first date. And there were a lot of things that people in my past have told me that I should have overlooked, mm-hmm. that I did overlook and I should not have overlooked. And I was painting a picture in my head of what I wanted them to be and they were not capable of being that person
1: because they're not that person. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to be something that and they married. weren't. Yeah, that's why. And it- I, I've been, you know, I, I I I get what you're saying, and I've I've been on both ends of that because I've definitely been the guy who got attached to somebody too quickly and saw I only saw what they wanted to present to me and see deeper. But I've also been the other side where I was the one projecting something to keep somebody interested in me, and I couldn't sustain that, and it ended up breaking apart because I was trying to be somebody, I was trying to project the characteristics and personality that I thought this person wanted in me. And that I, co- I couldn't keep that going. And the other thing is
0: like, you really got to be real with yourself. Yeah. If you feel like there's a red flag, get break up. up earlier and get it done. Save, Don't wait. Save the trouble. Also, gentlemen out there, I'm not saying you have to wait till marriage to move in with a girl, but I've lived with both of my girlfriends. I, my last two relationships, I've moved super fast. My last one, I was living with her after... Three months. Now, granted, it was COVID. and Everybody wanted to have fun after 2020. Then I had my relationship with 2017. She moved in after two weeks. Like, so I, I was crazy in my 20s because I was like, you're getting late all the time. She's hot. She's your best friend. She's your vibe. She's your one and only. She's your ride or die. That will fizzle out at some point. You got to be more mysterious. I was too, I was an open book. I was on the biggest radio show. So everyone knew everything about me. Now I'm a little more low key where I'm like, I, I'm almost more anonymous. Like I post when I need to post. I'm almost like a ghost on the microphone. Like I, I, I just kind of, I post and then I leave. You're a ghost on the ox. One might
1: say. Yeah, yeah. He said it. He said it.
0: Yeah. There you go. I was just changing the name. <laughs> I was doing my own version. No, you just gotta. You gotta be careful, guys. Because uh, the worst part about heartbreak is no one gives a fuck. You'll be at work, and it's coming from personal experience. Cause I know guys talk about it, but they don't want to talk about it because they're so macho. And you just start going, I'm never gonna be with that person again. And you're thinking, and then you're at work and everyone's pro- projecting that they're happy. And then you're like, oh yeah. And you're smiling and you're like, I'm so happy right now. Yeah. Weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I, hmm. you know, I got single the same day that Tom and Giselle broke up. It was weird. I actually don't know who that is Tom Brady and Giselle.
1: Oh, Tom Brady yeah oh okay, okay, okay.
0: it was weird. I was like, huh, this is the end of an era. <laughs> you should never try to emulate your relationship after a celebrity
1: no see I don't I don't follow celebrity stuff very closely very much at least not anymore like i I follow certain stuff if it's really big and it like kind of seeps into my timeline and stuff like that but or if like friends are talking about so and so. I don't. I don't really keep up with it very much. I'm not. I don't. I don't follow a lot of mainstream shit. I
0: do it because it's easy to talk about because it's not going to cause controversy.
1: Yeah. So you know that actually kind of leads me into a good question about radio. So like, because we were talking earlier about, I feel like radio doesn't want to succeed. Doesn't want to grow. I don't know
0: what radio wants to do. I think it's afraid to succeed because it's like, then they have to either pay or they got to invest time. They're so cool with just playing the same 20 songs. I hate that. I don't even mind it because it works, but it's just more radio, all these conventions, all these companies are like, why are we competing with Spotify? The cities and the companies that invest in their talent succeed. There is a place for radio. But if you're just half-assing
1: it, you're going to get half-assed results. Do you think it's a matter of sort of like, pulling the ladder up from underneath. Like they, they climb the ladder, they got to a certain level and they pull it up underneath them. So nobody can reach them. And then they stagnate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's uh, it's a lot. Own your own work. Like even
0: I was looking at this podcast network that was going to like broadcast my show to all these different platforms, but it's everything I'm already doing. Learn it on your own. Go to Spreaker, do it yourself. Cause then this guy, I was going to have to, he was going to have to like co-own my show. And I was like, it's, no.
1: I use um SoundCloud yeah. as my RSS feed host. It's not bad. Yeah, that I, works. And then I just cuz I just pay the one fee from there. I'm not an Anchor fan. Uh I don't know Anchor. I use so I use SoundCloud at, to to hope to generate and host that RSS and then I put that onto Spotify and Apple Podcasts and then I didn't even have to do it. Google Podcasts it shows up on there on its own for some reason. I don't know if somebody went out of their way to do it or if yeah. Google, Google just crawls the web and finds shit on their
0: own. Apple got really hard to submit to. like, Really? 10 years ago, I'm kind of grandfathered in because Spreaker did it for me in 2012, 13. But now you got to like have the right like pixels for the photo and you got to type up a whole thing.
1: That's a whole thing. Dude, for me, I, I didn't have trouble getting on to uh, Apple but what I did have trouble with was the Pixel thing with the logo. Garbage! My, Do it yourself! My logo still does not show up correctly on Apple Podcasts. It won't update my logo. I've updated my logo
0: like twice. Yeah. Apple will not update it. Spotify will update it after like two minutes.
1: Right. My So uh, Spotify updated automatically based on what I put on SoundCloud because it's attached to the RSS feed. Yes. Apple Podcasts still has my placeholder logo that I put when I first started the show. Me and it literally, it's literally me on my iPad. I, wrote, I just wrote on a drawing app, logo coming soon. I just wrote that and put that as the thing. And I updated it with, a, with my real logo, but they won't accept it. They won't. They keep telling me, oh, has to be this dimension. It is. It is. It's the file you want. It's the dimensions I've, you want. Yes. And it just won't. I don't know. I went back and forth with the support team like four different times. Oh, the worst. Pain in the dick
0: absolute worst bro i uh apple's not even a place to be spotify's the place to be i yeah apple died like about 5 years ago
1: i think soundcloud still has a little bit of a uh, a little bit of momentum cuz we're not in that like we're a little bit out of that soundcloud rapper era now yeah but even though it's not quite at its peak anymore it's still it's still moving cuz like a lot of the local musicians and stuff that i'm familiar with that i operate or that i interact with a lot of them still use SoundCloud as like their main place to upload their music. Oh, no, there's a work. place for SoundCloud for sure. Yeah. You'll never hear me hate on SoundCloud. Um, well, since since we have to wrap up soon, let me ask you, I'm, I'm going to get into like our final, All right. My, my final question here. You already said that you don't believe in like God or any of yes, these things. it's fake. Have you had, at any point in your life, have you had any paranormal experiences? No. Uh, any... Interesting visions, no. any UFO sightings. No, any you have nothing. I don't had, believe in any of it, but it's all not that you have to believe in it. But have no. you had any experiences that you can't explain?
0: No, but I'm seeing a lot of Facebook people are like talking about, Oh, I just saw a UFO and it's the thing that uh, SpaceX does. You seen that? Yeah,
1: the blue like streak thing. With their
0: once a night, once a night, I hear people go, I just saw it. And I'm like, No, it's Elon Musk. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> it's the Musk alarm. No, it's just annoying because people are like, I'm not saying they're uninformed. People so badly want it to be real that they like forced it. I go, no, that's just Elon Musk. I, d- I don't think aliens are what we want them to be. I think sci-fi yeah. has just built this mindset. Like even that pointless alien rally like four or five years ago. The raid
1: area 51. Yes. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> I thought it was a funny like it was cultural a good- moment. Yeah, because it also it, didn't accomplish anything. Well, it was just fun
0: looking back on it because then COVID happened. Yeah. So it was literally. like the
1: last fun like
0: <laughs> yeah. representation of youth.
1: And now I'm waiting for that to like finally come back around, something like that to happen again. But, people would just knows? be
0: offended by it. Aye aye, aye bro. Don't, yeah, the uh don't misgender the aliens. How do I word this? <laughs> but I have to be careful how I word things. Your 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 show is so different. It was like a morning zoo. Like it was like there was like a lot of laughter back in the day. Yeah. And now you have like a whole professional setup. It's fascinating.
1: Well, I, I mean, I've upgraded a lot. No,
0: you have, and you grew up. Yeah, I grew up. Not I, well, that it was bad before, but it was more oh, it was like very a amateur. It was very wacky. Now I'm like, damn, I have a whole professional setup here. It's better than mine.
1: Well, if you if you saw, well, here's the the the, the one difference between now and like. Right now, this episode that we're filming right now, yes, uh, and other episodes I normally do, is normally I do have, it's not normally a one-on-one. It's normally I have a co-host with me or a, a couple of friends with us, uh, it's, and it's a bit more of a uh, um, variety show, but you know, um, I'm not in my element. I'm not at home with, with all my people. I'm, it's just you and I. Yeah. So it's a little bit different but but I I've, I've done a handful of episodes like that.
0: I had no problem having you come over. I was like this is the easiest cuz I uh I sleep in. I have a really bad habit of sleeping in so I just was like I didn't want to like promise to meet you somewhere and then be really tired. Yeah. I was like, just just come over. Let's just do it here. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got you. Um but it is about that time for you, huh? Yeah, it's uh I'm doing I'm doing four podcasts today. I did your show then I'm doing my show with my uh, old co-host David Pezza, who's back, and then doing my show at five with Pharaoh, and then I'm interviewing a female rapper named KP Eleanor at 730. So that was why I slept until the last minute today. I was like, I need my
1: rest. You need that rest. You need that mental energy. Oh yeah. It's like, a lot. like I I I don't know if I could do that many shows. I've done, I think the most I've done is two shows in a single day. Uh this week I've done four shows in like three days i've just noticed when you delay things and you
0: push things back you don't get the results but i'll probably get a lot of listens because you're putting out work it's tiring but then when i see the listens go up in the next few days i'll be like it was worth it yeah and it's not rocket science it's fine yeah it's easy yeah true you did a really good job man i'm proud of you
1: <laughs> thank you very much for that let we'll, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more after all right well we're going to wrap this up here. Thank you for listening, everybody. Ghost in the Ox. Follow on Twitter, threads, Instagram, also Patreon. Uh, you can ask us questions on the Linktree page, Linktree slash Ghost on the Ox. Send us questions, uh, real or fake questions. We'll give you real and fake answers. Um, thank you. Bye. Wash your hands.